You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share your word, share fellowship. Thank you for clarity of thought, of understanding, of purpose, of expression. Break the word for us. No controversies, no contradictions, no errors. Let the word of God be divided precisely and accurately in the knowledge of Christ. We thank you and we bless you that light is revealed in the full manifestation of the glory of God. You are glorified because you caused us to be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. The face of God speaking with grace in your heart. So the face of God dash speaking with grace in your heart. John chapter 4 verse 23. John chapter 4, verse 23. We will add the 24. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. In spirit and what? In truth. So Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. I'm sure all of us understand the context, right? Okay. And then Jesus was clear to specify what the New Testament worship is going to be like. Now, don't forget that before saying this, he was in a dispensation where worship was dramatic and they were using physical things to represent spiritual things. Worship was also done in locations. And so there were specific locations that would have to be used for worship. As a matter of fact, there was a guy called Jeroboam. And Jeroboam actually used his own power to designate places for worship. It was actually, it was, it was described as idolatry because he, by his own will, chose places and ordained those places as altars for the Lord, which the priest had not ordered or ordained to be so. Okay, so it tells you how worship was administered in those days. So what it means is that if you have to see worship in those days, then you have to see a lot of rituals, a lot of drama. Sometimes it has to be blood of goats and animals, of doves. You know, you'd have to see candles being burnt, referring to light, incense. All of these things formed the worship of God. Hello? Is that very clear? Okay. So, when Jesus came to this woman, Jesus said that, well, you belong to the Samaritans. You are the mixed group. As a matter of fact, the woman Jesus was talking to was a vivid description together with where she was coming from. A clear picture of people who worship 
and didn't even understand what they worship. So you can see that in the conversation somewhere, Jesus said, you worship what you do not know, okay? Because the Samaritans, they came from what I just spoke about with regards to the Jeroboam kind of worship, ordaining places. So you see, they were actually more like banned by Israel. They were banned. So they were referred to as pagans more so, okay? And so if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28 and then Deuteronomy 29, Deuteronomy 28 speaks of blessings. Deuteronomy 29 speaks of what? Curses, okay. So on these two mountains, watch this, on these two chapters of scripture were declared on two separate mountains. The blessing was on the mount of Zion. This other was on another mount where these other people had chosen to worship, which had not been designated for worship. Do you understand? So what it means that their worship constitute curses, whilst Israel's worship constituted what blessing. But even with the blessing of Israel, you can see a lot of conditions, right? If you do this, if you do that. So Jesus was now saying that there is going to be worship, but worship is going to be without location. It's going to be without boundaries. And worship is going to be specified in a certain way. And that's the description he's giving us right here. He says, but the hour is coming and now is. When the true worshipers will worship the Father, which connotes relationship. Claire. Oh, Claire. And I actually spoke to you about what the Father means, right? So it's not a male figure. No, it represents God bringing forth his seed. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. Okay. Who will regenerate us by his spirit. Okay. Yeah. So the redemption plan of God is the reason why God is called our Father. Okay, good. So, what it is, is that he says, Father. What it means is that they would then have a relationship through the Son. Clear. Is that very clear? Mm -hmm. So, worship can only be effected in the Son. <laughs> you must be a seed of the Father. Are you getting the point? Before you can worship what? The Father. Is that clear? Watch this. Watch this. So he said, the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. God is pneuma. What gave birth to Jesus? The Holy Spirit. Clear. So he's talking about the seed now, right? Okay. Those who worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and what? So they can only worship by the seed of God. Is that very clear? Now, don't confuse the two. The spirit is the same as the truth. Okay? The spirit is the same as what? The truth. The spirit who is what? Truth. Is that very clear? Okay. Let's get into it so you can get more clarity to it. John chapter 16, verse 12 to 15, and then 25 to 27. John chapter 16, 12 to 15. 25 to 27. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Hello. So Jesus is talking to who? Okay. His disciples. So he was not talking to all believers here. 
He was talking specifically to his disciples. And he said to them, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them what? So it tells you that the things that Jesus told them when he was with them was not final. Is that very clear? So he means that there are deeper things that he should be able to what? Tell them. The bear there means they can't understand it what? No. Do you get it? Okay. So he himself is kind of putting a disclaimer on the things he told them before. Are you getting it? That they should not just rely on what he told them because it is not complete. Ah, is that very clear? However, when he, the spirit of truth, do you remember him? You shall worship the father in spirit and in, now he's, he's mentioned clearly here, the spirit of what? Truth. So is that very clear? So what Jesus was referring to is the spirit of what? Truth, which is the Holy Spirit. Everybody is clear. Okay. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So the spirit of truth will now guide you into the full revelation. That everything that I have to tell you that you can understand now, he will explain it to what? Is that very clear? Okay. He will guide you into all truth. Watch. For he will not speak on his own authority. Hello? So the spirit of truth is not going to speak on his own authority. So he's not going to speak, number one, from his own authority, and therefore, he cannot speak for himself. Is that very clear? Because the one who speaks from authority can tell you, I said so. Is that clear? Okay. So he says, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Hello? Whatever who hears, the Holy Spirit hears, he would what? He would tell us, right? Okay, so he was referring to the disciples. Yes? Good. He will tell them things to come. I'm sure you are asking, so when was that? When, what dispensation? Because when would you do that? Definitely, that's the question that will be coming. Okay. Where is he going to hear from? Yeah? Okay. Next. He shows us. He will do what? He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Praise God. So what I want to tell you myself with my presence in human body that you cannot fathom, you can't understand. In a certain time, the Holy Spirit will take it from me and then explain it to what? You praise God. Okay. Therefore, I said that he would take of mine emphasis and declare it to so he emphasized it, which tells you that it is something that is critical to our faith, okay? And if a believer doesn't understand this, they are going to have major problems with grasping scripture and having deep conviction about it, that it is the face of God, it is the word of God, it is the reality. 
And because most of us, the problem we have is that we don't have that deep-seated conviction that the word of God is the same as God. So you see, you may be speaking in tongues all right, but still you are not too settled. And sometimes you feel you are just babbling. But when you gain the understanding of the true revelation of God's word, it gives you that deep-seated conviction because that is where faith rises from. Praise God. It is well. It is well. Okay, give me the 25. So, look at the dispensation. When is he going to reveal this to us? How is he going to be revealed? Get the understanding. Go. These things have I spoken to you in figurative language. These things have I spoken to you in figurative language. So you see that everything that Jesus was saying, he was speaking in figurative words. Now, anytime something is said in figurative language, it is watered down because it will need to be explained. Is that, is that not it? It will definitely have its own complication. But the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language. Oh, hello. Can you see he's opening it up? Okay. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, he's showing us when it's going to happen. In that day, you will ask in my name, in my office. So you see that before then, they were not praying in his word. Because he had not died. I told you that the name represents his office. The one who has overcome death. Who has paid for the sin of man. Are you getting the point? And then in his identification, we now go to the father. Is that very clear? So you see, when you are saying in the name of Jesus, you are not just calling any name. It is not the label. It is the office. The one who saved the people. Are you getting it? Through death, burial, and resurrection. So it is the office. So he said, now you will pray in my name. So what he's talking about, about is going to happen when he has resurrected. Praise God. Okay. You can ask questions if you want. I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. So you see, all this while, he was praying the Father for them. They couldn't do anything on their own. So you see, they were working with him, but they don't know him. And they don't also know the Father as they should. Are you getting it? For the Father himself loves you. He's speaking in future tense. Because he said, in that day, eh? in that day, you will ask him my name. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. And he says, why would you ask in my name? Because during that dispensation, the Father himself loves you. <laughs> so what it means is that in that dispensation, you will no more be under the law. Because in the law, you are not reconciled with God. Are you hearing me? That's why I always have to ask for you. <laughs> but when I have resurrected, you will be in favor with the Father. Oh, praise God. Because because what? You have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Is that very clear now? So he's talking about the new birth. At that time, 
they will now have believed in his death, burial, and resurrection. And therefore, they are saved. And now they can use his name in identification and association with Christ, and all things will be done for them. Oh, praise God. Don't forget, in that time too, he will now let the holy do what? Explain. All the things he couldn't tell them, the Holy Spirit will now open them up to what? So they will have the full revelation of who? God. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? Okay, give me that. Okay, so look at 2 Peter 3, 11 to 18. I want you to really concentrate so you can get the understanding. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for the hastening, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved. Being on fire, the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, according to his promise, look for new heavens and new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace without spot and blameless. Praise God. Now, so Peter is showing us a viewpoint, as a perspective, how we should see. Hello? He's speaking after Jesus had resurrected. Is that clear? Oh, is that very clear? Okay, good. Continue. And consider that the long suffering of our Lord is what? Is what? All that God came to do in Christ. And God suffered long to do that is what? Salvation. Oh, hello. So from Genesis till the time Jesus came, Peter is referencing it to be God's long word. Suffering. Are you hearing me? As also, watch this, our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, according to the wisdom given to him, are you here? According to the wisdom, what? Has written to you, as also in all his, what? Epistles, carefully. Go, speaking in them of these things, in which some things are hard to understand, which unthought and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. Praise God. Give me the amplified of this. And consider that the long suffering of our Lord, his slowness in avenging wrong and judging the world, is salvation. Are you getting it? That which is conducive to the soul's safety, even as our beloved brother. So he's saying that God's explanation of the salvation of man and all that comes with it, praise God, is opened up somewhere. What Jesus promised to tell us, hey, are you here with me? Regarding the things that we, would, we did not understand. Regarding his salvation. Do you realize that Paul, every time we talk about the mystery of the gospel, eh? the mystery of the word, every time he says, he said the mystery of the word, 
What's the gospel? God's salvation. So the mystery of God's are. You see, that's the same thing Peter is referring to here. The long suffering of God is salvation. So he's talking about the mystery, okay, behind God's long suffering, God's salvation for mankind. Are you getting the point? Good. He says, even as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the spiritual insight given him regarding God's long suffering, which is salvation. Regarding God's mystery, which is salvation. Oh, praise God. Continue. Speaking of this, as he does in all his letters. Hello? So where do you find this insight in Paul's letter? So you see, you can't sleep. Mau, you can't sleep. Mabel, you are standing and you are sleeping. As for you, your sleeping is not good. It's so clear that you are sleeping because it's like, you can't do anything about it. Walk. It will help you. You are fine. Good. Okay. So, what Jesus told the disciples, that the spirit of truth will testify of him. Praise God. He gave the revelation to who? Paul. And Peter is testifying to it because he was there. Are you getting a point? He was. Watch what he said. He said, there are some things in those epistles of Paul that are difficult to understand. You see why he told them, if he told them, they won't understand. <laughs> you see how scripture is consistent. Which the ignorant and unstable twist and misconstrue to their own utter destruction. Praise God. So it means that one should be able to understand clearly the letters of Paul. Because in them are the full revelation. Are you getting the point? Oh, praise God. Just as they distort and misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. So he's saying that what Paul said is not new. Everything Paul said, he took it from the words of Jesus that were figures of speech and also from the old word. Oh, praise God. So, if you twist the Old Testament and you twist the words of Jesus, you will miss out on the full revelation. Are you getting a point? If you understand Paul's letters, you'll be able to understand the words of Jesus. And then you can also understand the Old Testament. Are you getting it? So, it means that in the Old Testament, were concealed revelations of God that were partial. In the words of Jesus, were also hidden mysteries of his own salvation for mankind. Are you getting the point? And all of these have been plainly made available in the letters of Paul written to the churches. Oh, praise God. So anytime you are reading, you are reading or studying the letters of Paul, you are studying the full revelation of God. Do you understand? Give me the next. Look at 2 Peter 3, 17-9. So look at what Peter says. He said, let me warn you therefore, beloved, that knowing these things beforehand, you should be on your guard. <laughs> Lest you be carried away by the error of lawless and wicked persons 
and fall from your own present firm condition, your own steadfastness of mind. Hello. Oh, praise God. So if you don't understand the full revelation of God, you'll be deceived. And you and I know that many have been deceived and are being So he says, what do we do? Go. But grow in what? In what? In what? Oh, yes. Grow in what? Grace. Grow in grace. What is the grace? God's undeserved favor and what? Spiritual strength. Hello? Are you here with me? Okay. Watch this. And what? And what? And recognition. And knowledge. And understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, how do you understand him? You grow in what? How do you grow in grace? By recognizing and having the accurate knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How would you do that? Study of what word? The epistle. Are you getting it now? When you study the epistles, you are actually recognizing having the full knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, then you grow in grace. Did you see that? So anybody that wants to grow in grace must study the epistles. The epistles makes us fully recognize the face of God. Do you, you get the point? Because in the epistles, you have the full knowledge and understanding of God. Ah, praise God. It reveals God's design. It reveals God's purpose. It reveals God's character, which actually is your character too. Oh, are you getting the point? Who he is, so you are. It's all in the episodes. Praise God. So, how do you grow in grace? Why would you study the epistles? So now, when Jesus said, worship him in spirit and truth, what is he saying? In the epistle. Are you getting the point? That's why he told the woman, you worship what you do not want. In the epistles, you will know him. You recognize him. You understand him. And that is your worship. It will determine the songs you sing. <laughs> Are you here with me? It will determine your lifestyle. Oh, are you here? It will determine the prophecy you receive. <laughs> oh, are you here with me? Yes! It will reflect how you see God. Yeah? Yes! And then how God sees you. So if you don't have understanding to this, your worship will be what? False. So we see most of us are in church, but we are doing vain worship. We are worshiping in vain. Do you understand what I just said? Do you understand everything? You understand. John Moby, do you understand what I just said? Eh? Explain. Explain it. Yes, what I just said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where is that word? Okay. So that's exactly what it is. That's why Jude will tell you about your prayer. If you are praying in the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, 
What has the spirit of truth said in the epistle? Are you getting the point? Oh, are you getting it now? So Romans will tell you that he intercedes in harmony what? With the mind and the will of Oh, praise God. Do you understand it now? So if you don't know the mind and the will of God, when he intercedes for you and he gives you the answer, you say it's from the devil. <laughs> do, do you get it now? Yes. 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 Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We can recognize. I'm going to, when you pray, you are led by the spirit. Ah, true or false? So tell me how he will lead you. <laughs> okay? So, so it is the reason why we get frustrated. It's the reason why we are not growing in grace. Is it very clear? Give me the next scripture. So look at 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Let's all read it. Go. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what you, you were saying there. He said, share the, let's share the grace. So you see what lack of understanding will do. What he just said is the same thing. He says, the grace of our Lord is the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand it? So when, <laughs> when I share the gospel and I teach you the mysteries of the gospel, I'm sharing with you the love of God. And I'm, I'm, we are communion. We are communicating. We are sharing the communion of what? The Holy Spirit. Do you understand it? Why? Because that is the spirit of truth that gave the full revelation. Are you getting the point? So this is not a prayer. <laughs> it's not a prayer. So wherever the grace of God is, the love of God. And the communion of the Holy Spirit is right there. What I'm teaching right now, the love of God is so represented. Are you getting the point? And there's communion with the Holy Spirit. What he has shared is what we are sharing. He will testify not of him. He will testify of the grace of God. Who is the grace of God? Christ. Are you getting the point? Yes. Who is also the love of the Father <laughs> to mankind? Hallelujah. Is that very clear? Aida, do you understand? Today you understand it. Give me the next. Look at Genesis. I'll definitely take you to Genesis. So, in the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. Watch it. The spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. Hello? So, right from Genesis, he shows us what is going to happen. Hello? So, the spirit of the Lord was just there, waiting for the spoken word to manifest. Then he will give us the full revelation. Are you getting it? So, look at what happened. Go. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Suitable and pleasant. And he approved it. 
That's why when you pray with the epistles, it's approved. <laughs> Listen to me. It is approved. That's why Paul will say, you were saved from the foundations of the world. Oh, are you getting the point? He said the lamb was slain from the foundation of the... Are you, are you getting the point? Yes. Because right from then, God approved it. That is the face of God. That is the action of God. Are you getting the point? It is the full revelation of God. That's why he said, and God called the light, what? Day. When it is day, it is day. It's not partial. Oh, is it true or false? Yes. Day. In other words, I will show them. When he said, Moses, I will show you my glory. Are you getting the point? He, he was saying, you can see it. I will show them the real glory. So Paul, when he came, revealed it. And said, the letter killeth. <laughs> but the spirit gives us the full revelation. It gives us life. Are you getting the point? And he says, Moses' glory faded, but the glory of the latter is not him. So, <laughs> he said, that glory shines forth and shines brighter into eternity. It does not fade because it is the real character. Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? That's why Zachariah said, the glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. That's why John said, in the beginning was the the word was with God. The word was God. Without the word was nothing made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. The darkness could not comprehend it. Praise God. Give me the next. So Paul reveals it. Look. Paul reveals it. He's given us a full revelation. You see what we read in Genesis? You see it was in types and shadows. Are you getting it? So Paul is going to reveal it. Look at what he says. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' mind that they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is the image and likeness of God? For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Oh, praise God. What is the Spirit testifying about? So what do we preach? And ourselves merely as servants, slaves for Jesus' sake. Praise God. Look at the next. Everybody read it. Go. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and glory of God as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He said, what you saw in Genesis, the full revelation has been what? Revealed. Now we can clearly see the face of God. We can recognize there is no doubt anymore. There is no complication anymore. It's not like it's him, it's not him. Oh, he said this, he didn't say that. No, there's nothing like that anymore. All the questions have been what? Answered. All the riddles have been what? Solved. There is no mystery anymore. God is clearly revealed. Oh, are you hearing me? 
So when you read from the epistle and you doubt it, you just took your own inheritance and threw it into the middle of the sea. Praise God. So what you read is what you have to imagine because it is the same as who is in your spirit. Hey, don't forget. The Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, lives in you. His very image that is in you is represented in the epistles. Are you here with me? Look at the next. Look at the next scripture. Watch this. Romans 10, 8 to 10. Go. But what does he say? The word. God's message. In, in, in. Is near you on your, and in your, praise God. So the day you received it, you received that same message. The same message in the epistles is the same in your heart. The point is that he's in the form of the spirit, in your spirit. Do you get the point? And he's in the form of words. Are you getting it? In the epistles. So all you need to know, <laughs> know you recognize the spirit in you by the words in the epistle. Ah, can I, oh, can I give you an illustration? So you went to buy a land. You only know the land in the form of land. But then the architect or the draftsman draws the land for you, gives you all the meters and describes the land and then makes a deed, a document for you. So you see the land as a land, but you can explain the land with the document. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? So you see, the spirit is in you as the Holy Spirit, but you can describe. Are you getting the point? So he has given you the deed, the document that gives you the same dimensions, that gives you the same description, that gives you the vivid specifications of the land and the authority that you own the land. Most of us throw the document away and then we say, I own the land. That's what most Christians do. Do you know why? They don't know what they have. Anyone who knows what they have in the land, they will treat the document like the treasure. A treasure. Oh, is that not true? They will hide it under their bed. They will hide it somewhere. Do you see how people hide documents? Because they know the value of what they have is in the document. <laughs> Are you getting the point now? So you see, that's why Mary saw Jesus sitting there face to face. He didn't say, I have him. What would his word do? He knows that you can't do without the word. You can say you have the person, but you only work with the word of the person. Ah, are you here with me? That's, that's why anybody that is doing wonders with God and is growing in grace, they have first grown in knowledge. Them that know their God, they shall be strong and do as well. Praise God. When they know it, what do they do with it? What do they do? What do they do? How do they treasure? Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust in, rely on, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Praise God. When you were preached to, you heard the word. You received his spirit and you confessed the word back. The same word that was preached to you 
you confessed it to be saved. Ah, praise God. The same process continues. What you know, you speak. What you know, you do what? You speak. You don't keep quiet. You speak. Say, I speak. What do you speak? You speak the word. It's now in your spirit. It has filled your mind. You now what? Say. You now do what? Say. Say, I will speak the word. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to trust in, relies on Christ. So he's justified. Declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth he what? Confesses. Declares openly and what? Freely his faith. Speaks out freely his faith. And confirms his salvation. You confirm what you have by what? Speaking. You speak freely. You speak your faith. You don't speak fear. You speak your faith. You don't speak the challenges of the economy. You speak your faith. You don't speak the sickness. You speak your faith. You don't speak anything that is opposite to your faith. That's what you speak. That's what you speak. Praise God. Where did we learn that? What did God do? And God said. The same principle. God spoke his faith. <laughs> he didn't speak the darkness. So when we have his image, that's what we speak. That is our faith. We speak him. Praise God. Look at the next scripture. So let's all read. Go. Let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and mind. This apostle Paul, can you recognize God? <laughs> Praise God. Have his home where? And your, what do you do with it? Let it dwell in you what? In all its richness. Hello. You know that when you grow in that knowledge, you grow in grace. So it must dwell in you what? Richly. To the overflow. Charlie, don't joke with the word. Don't be listening to other things. If after today, you are still spending more time on social media and all of these junk. Then I don't know. Then I don't know. Then I don't know. If you will leave your inheritance, yes, and go and wallow with pigs and join their, eat their dirty food, that's your own problem. Oh, are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. And don't forget, what you are filled with is what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, when the ice is filled with sleep, <laughs> now, the moment you are filled, what does he say? He said, as you what? Teach, admonish, train. Praise God. Teach, admonish, and what? Teach, admonish, and what? Everybody, teach. Go again. Teach, admonish, and train. Let's go again. Teach, admonish, and train. Listen to me. Among ourselves, this is what we are meant to be doing. <laughs> you see, we don't meet and talk by heart. We don't meet and then slay one another. No, we don't meet and make others our topic. No. When we meet, we teach, admonish, and do what? Train one another. That is what Christians do. Watch this. In all insight and intelligence and wisdom. In what? In what? In what? So our conversations should be on spiritual things. What are these spiritual things? Our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Are you getting the point? 
And the moment we are doing that, what are we doing? We are speaking God. So what it is, is that every time we meet, we deepen our conviction, we grow ourselves in our faith, and we reach out to take all that belongs to us in Christ. We explain the scriptures to one another. You know, some time ago, we were made to feel that it's very boring. You see, now that some of us have started, they can't even contain it. And every time they meet, all they can talk about is, ah, that scripture, you, you know what it means? And, and the joy it brings to your soul, and you walk confidently. You fear no storm. You may not have money in your pocket, but you don't go down. Because the scripture picks you up from brokenness and makes you walk in the light of eternity. You are not afraid of the future. And that should be our conversations. Oh, are you here with me? That should be our conversation. Watch what he says. He said we should do what? Ask you what? Sing what? Psalms and hymns and so in this same revelation of us sing them. Sing, talk about them. In your songs, they must reflect the full revelation of God. He said, do them making melody to God with what? Grace in your, with what in your heart? With what in your heart? With what in your heart? Why is he saying with grace in your heart? Because what is coming out of you is grace. His word is grace. Christ is what? Grace. So the spirit that lives in you is the spirit of what? Grace. <laughs> oh, praise God. Are you getting the understanding? Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the office. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And in dependence upon his word. His person. Who is his person? Hmm? Who is his person? The Holy Spirit. Eh? Okay. And then the Holy person is what? The Holy Spirit is, is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is what? Is the word. God's word is God's person. That's what he says. You can't see God. He's a spirit. He's spirit, sorry. So you see everything he is in what? The epistles. Clear. So when he says in his person, what you know. Are you getting the point? Yes. In the epistles. Do you get it? Yes. So you don't do things because you are doing drama. And you say it is God. Some of the songs we, songs we sing. And we say they are worship songs. They are traditional songs. Or no, since you are the... Or the or the um, he takes a basket. Or the canteen konsu. Nyami de canteen konsu. Hey, rade buaye wati. Payemboni chaye yon. That's the context. It's figurative. So the canteen konsu. Ah, but that is very negative. Ah, so negative. It is not uplifting. We we sing we sing magical songs. You see, like God is a magic. That's why they said, uh, what God cannot do does not exist. Yeah. You see, and, and so we, we, so because in our concept of God, he's magical. Whatever you want him to do, he would turn like that and do it for you. Yeah. If you want him to kill somebody, he will kill right now. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 that's why he said, make sure that you are dependent on his word, his person. Are you getting the point? 
This person giving praise to God. The Father through him. Praise God. Are you getting the point? You believe him. You believe his word. And you know the word. Praise God. And you depend on the word. The word became flesh. And dwelt amongst us. The full revelation of him has been given us. Praise God. So say, I speak the word. I speak the word. Look at another scripture that talks to we speaking the word. This is one scripture that blew me. I mean, I've known this scripture, I've known this scripture, but it's never come to me like this. He therefore that ministered to you, the spirit, and worked miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Give me the other version. Then, does he who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully with miracle and miraculously among you do so on the grounds of your doing what the Lord demands? Or because you're believing in and adhering to and trusting in and relying on the message that you heard? Praise God. So what delivers to you? Is it your doing? What delivers to you? Eh? Your trust in the message. Paul was asking them that, what do you think? You think that it is you doing something, some drama. He said, no. It is the message that brings it to you. All you need to do is to trust the message. Trust the revelation. Are you getting the point? And then the miracles will be what? The Holy Spirit ministers. Because he is testifying about the, about the Christ. About the miracle worker. Are you getting the point? Is it the same thing Peter said in Acts chapter 3? Why are you looking at us as, as if it is by our godliness that this man was healed? He said, no, we believe in this same Jesus that you crucified. Uh, uh, praise God. Uh, Anin, it is well. It is praise God. Some people are running. Oh, say them is up. He's still sleeping. What is it? Look at Ephesians 5, 17 to 19. Are you there? Let's all read it. Go. Therefore, do not be, do not be what? Do not be what? Okay. But understand what is the will or what the will of the Lord is. Okay. So how do you understand the will of the Lord? Oh, knowing the word. Having the full revelation of him. Clear. Do not be drunk with wine. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yes, it will waste you. But what? But be filled with, but be filled with, but be filled with, how are you filled with the Spirit? When you are filled with the Word. When you are filled with the Word, word, then you are filled with what? (laughs) You see, we think that is some liquid. You know that? When you are filled with the Word, how are you filled with the Word? When you pray the Word. Are you getting a point? When you pray the word, then you are filled with what? When you are filled with the spirit, what do you do? So you see again. So you see again. How do we speak to one another? In sounds. Spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart. Praise God. In our conversations, we speak the word. Christians live from prayer to prayer. Yeah. From prayer to... From prayer to... From prayer to prayer. In the office when they are talking, you talk the word. Oh, praise God. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Whilst they are talking about the situation in the very negative way. Somebody told me, said, um, on our platform, they were talking. And then there's this person who has this sickness. And when they said, they said everybody was saying, oh, this sickness, dear, um, you have to manage it. So as I was going to write then, I was going to write that uh, um, you have to believe God to heal you. But the way everybody was writing, you have to manage this sickness, I stopped. Don't you do the same? Don't you do the same? You don't do the same? Or most times? Okay. Yeah. So it should be consistent. Praise God. We should be singing the word. We should be speaking the word. Praise God. Give me the last scripture. Ephesians 4.29. Let's all say it. Let no, let no what? Corrupt word what? Out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart what? Grace to the, what is he saying? When you are speaking, what should, how should you speak? Speak, yes. How do you speak gracefully? That's all he's saying. Speak the word. <laughs> speak the word. When he says, let no corrupt, don't think that he's talking about vulgar. It is part of it, but that is not the main. All he's saying is that don't speak anything contrary to the word. Do you understand it now? <laughs> don't speak anything contrary to the word. It is corrupt. You have been born with an incorruptible seed. Do you get it now? Uh-huh. So when you are speaking, speak your image. Don't speak to put people down. Don't speak to make people feel little. Don't speak to malign people. Don't speak for people to feel that um, God has left them. Don't speak that way. Don't speak in condemnation. Don't waste time talking about people. Don't waste time using your mouth for curses. Don't waste time speaking things that you don't want to come to you, to others. Speak the word. Praise God. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. And he says, it should come with necessary edification. You know edifice. Build up. Build up. Build up. Build up. Build up. Build up. That it may impart grace to your hearers. Praise God. Colossians 4 6. Let your speech always be with grace. So, what do we speak at all? We are to speak the word. If you can't speak the word, keep quiet. No, listen, I am serious. As a believer, if you can't speak the word, do what? It will save you. When you don't know what to say, keep quiet. Yeah, yeah. When you have a situation and you are overwhelmed by it, don't speak, don't speak. When you are ready to speak, make sure you are speaking the word. Oh, are you hearing me? Train yourself that way. Train yourself that way. Train yourself. We can only do this when we immerse ourselves in the word. It overwhelms our mind, our hearts. It will flow out of our mouths. Praise God. Are you getting the point? And every time we will pray it. Amen. Yes. You see, when you are speaking to the situation in conversation, you are praying it. So you see, yes, special time for prayer. Very important. You must have special time for prayer. 
But know that in your conversations, you pray things. The problem most of us do is, in our special time, we pray. And we pray powerfully. In our conversation, we pray opposite with our words. Did you hear what I just said? Did you understand it? Yes. That's what most of us In our conversations, we pray, we pray opposite. We speak and we pray against all that we prayed for. Somebody asked me, it looks like when you speak, you can go back and say exactly what you said. Because I have practiced to speak well. I have practiced that I will try not to say something that I will regret. I will try as much as not to say something that in the end can be used against me. I will try as much as possible to say something that the enemy cannot pick to use against me. Oh, are you here with me? Practice it. But you can only do that when you are filled with the... Yes. 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 It comes to you. It comes to you. It comes to you. It comes to you. When you speak negative, it comes to you. Yes. It comes back to hit you. You give account. That's it. Do you understand it now? Yes. You, you, you. So when you speak it, it goes and then it's used against you yourself. Yeah. No, there are certain things you said that you've forgotten, and then somebody will pick them. Ah, you said this. Is that not it? Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that when you go to heaven, then God will be standing there. You, you said this. You, you said it. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not. No. That's why. You see, that's why Paul was giving the insight to explain all of this. Do you get it? It's, it's good. It's one example. So you see how people took it. That Jesus said, oh, okay. No. That's why Jesus said, I had to speak to you in figures of what? Speech. But the Holy Spirit will explain. Are you getting the point? Yes, in that day. Okay. So if you go to Thessalonians, I don't know the verse. Apostle Paul speaks to this about our words. It's the same way that he's saying here. Are you getting the point? Yes. If you read Ephesians 4, the 27 to 28, there he speaks to that. Do not give place to wrath and all of those things and then speak out of malice and all of that. And what happens if you do that? Yes, that's the account. <laughs> Is that very clear? Are you ready to pray? Ah, that's all. God of angels, honey, is always on my yeah. The Lord of hosts is actually what they call the captain of the whole army of God. So it's the same thing as the reference to the angels' army. Uh, do you get it? Okay. Is that very good? So what do you want to do with that? No, I just want to know. Mm. Uh, the Lord of hosts. Okay. okay. So the Lord of hosts is the same. I hope you are not going to pray. <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. Okay. So are we ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Okay. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? So you are drinking tea. You are chewing gum. All of this to help you stay awake. Hello, this school. We're going to give us second to 3.18. Praise God. So this is our That in this church, we shall grow in grace. Amen? Yes. As we grow in recognition, huh? knowledge and understanding of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Are you getting the point? Now, I want you to pray because this is the height of all prayers. Do you get it? Do you know what I'm teaching you? If I taught it in another church, they won't understand. So, do you know that you have grown in grace because you can understand these things? And because you can understand them, 
you are operating by God's grace at a different level. True of us. How many of you ever thought that you could pray one hour? How many of you? Did you ever think you could pray one hour? Adam, you are mature. Yes, you are doing well. So, 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 you can see that. And then also, let me ask you, how many of you ever thought you could even pray 30 minutes without praying for things? <laughs> Who says? <laughs> well, you never thought. Eh? Oh, okay, maybe. You never thought you could pray for it. Eh? You never, you never thought. Now, for more than that, since how many of you ever thought you could go for evangelism? That you will stand in the street and be preaching and be laying hands on people to speak in tongues, and you yourself speaking in tongues. You wrap your Bible when you are going to church. I mean, and these days that a lot of styles. Okay, when you wear a black shoe, black Bible. At least to give it style. If it's, it's pink, you you pink Bible, you know. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you realize you don't even pray for material things, but yet you are supplied bountifully. And the point is, you have faith that they will be supplied. It is growing in grace. It's not cheap. It is by grace. But grace is seen through knowledge, and where the knowledge is spoken. Is prayed, is declared. Praise God. Okay, so as you do this, you grow from grace to what? Grace. From grace to grace. From grace to grace. Praise God. That's how we grow from grace to grace. So we're going to pray this. We are going to go back to Philippians. You remember? Hmm? I want to know you and the power of his word, the fellowship of his. It's the same thing here. It's the same prayer. That the eyes of your understanding, Ephesians 1.15, is the same prayer. So can you see that all of Paul's prayers is on knowing the word? Are you getting it? Yes. Oh, because the moment you know it, you recognize God. Are you getting the point? And then you can pray effectively, and then you are led by the Spirit. Effectively. You, do you get the point? Yes. And you walk with God. Are we ready to lift up your voice and begin to pray? Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living heaven on earth